What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Black Health Academy podcast. I'm back live on the scene with the homie Get Fit with Jay. We missed her in the last episode, but so happy to have you back, Jay. What's going on? Nothing much, just ready to get this knowledge out here to the people, to the good people. I love it. I love it, man. I got some good stories for you today. I'm excited to get your opinion on a couple of things. Um, This episode, we're going to review the new movie, Little, give you guys our thoughts on that film. And we're going to talk about, um, I want to talk a little bit about having a poverty mindset, specifically around health and wellness. Um, Quitting before you start. Right. Mm -hmm. Or and and then also finishing what you start. Just a couple things I want to run by you. So. As always, guys, this is the Black Health Academy podcast. Remember, if you haven't already, to jump online, www.theblackhealthacademy.com. Get in there. Make sure you join for free. Lots of super dope masterclasses. New content is uploaded every single Wednesday inside of the Academy, whether it be a workout, a nutrition video, a masterclass on chronic disease prevention, a lecture or interview that we recently did. We, uh, Jay, I recently sat down with um, Dr. Judy Bragman out of Raleigh, North Carolina, mm-hmm. black female mm-hmm. plant-based doctor. Okay. Oh, yeah. You were telling me about her before. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was yeah. like, what up, sis? So she hopped on um, a video conference and, and we did an interview and she is phenomenal. So if you are in the Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina area, make sure you reach out to Dr. Judy Bragman. She's an internist. Um, I think, though, she's in a hospital, so she doesn't have a private practice. So I, I don't think you can make her like your primary care physician, um, but super dope. She was really good. That's one of the most recent masterclasses inside the Academy. We also recently uploaded my full two-hour plant-based nutrition lecture that I did for this past month's first Saturday nutrition class. Uh, For those of you who have been following us for a while, you know every first Saturday in Detroit, we hold a 100% free to the community Mm -hmm. plant-based nutrition class. And so the most recent one I did... For the month of April, I recorded and I uploaded into the Academy. So if you haven't already, do yourself a major favor and make sure you log on and join www.theblackhealthacademy.com. We have a totally free platform that you can join. Um, Jay, so before we get into the topic, um, I, I told you my therapist told me I need to take some time off. Yes. I need... <laughs> And, um, More than time off. Yeah. She said, I need to uh, get rid of something professionally. Right. So on the last episode, because I don't even think I, I shared it with you yet, you know, I recently hired two new assistants, right? Mm-hmm. I've already lost one. Did I tell you that? Yeah, you tell me. Okay. Yeah. And so, but the reason I lost her was to health reasons, yeah. but not physical health reasons, mm-hmm. right? Some mental stuff going on. And I just want to remind everyone, and because I was thinking about this earlier that we should probably touch a little bit on, you know, the state of mental health among, you know, among the black community, just how thin we can stretch ourselves intentionally, how much intention and action we have to put into the care of our mental health and emotional health as much as we do our physical health. Yeah. Um, and, and so, cause I was thinking of, like, you know how much I work and I think about work as much as I physically work. Right. And it like to the point, sometimes I think, well, okay, let me literally call somebody or start a text conversation with somebody to be talking and thinking about something else. Mm-hmm. That's like that's oh, the level. That's what I'm random text. Like, yeah, no. yeah, super random. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, super no, I'm random. Just like you, 
You ever you see breadsticks? I ain't never, <laughs> I ain't never seen you eat breadsticks. Right. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Let me keep this going for a minute. Right. This, this is this, this is her mental break. health. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah. This is her saving herself right now. So just indulge me. I will. Right. Going no for doubt. It. Yeah. 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 Nah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You ever think about how ice sculptures don't melt? You ever? Interesting. You interesting, <laughs> yeah. my friend. Yeah. Yeah. Just go on, go on for it. Uh, yeah. For now, because you know, you the girl, like like you did me the other day. <laughs> <laughs> you played me the other day, but go on. <laughs> So, you know, and, and I was just thinking about that, like we really are, most of us are truly emotionally unstable. Mm -hmm. True. No, I agree. There's so much trauma that we try and coexist with, so much trauma that we ignore and just bury ourselves in life, work, whatever, food, drugs, substances, whatever. Uh, mm -hmm. So much unresolved trauma. So I just want to do a quick PSA and remind everyone the importance of mental and emotional health as much as physical health. Even though we get on yeah. our soapboxes about nutrition and working out yeah. and all of those things that are absolutely necessary in our community, the um, the mental and emotional part is just as much so, if not more. And it requires intentionality. Like you go to the gym, you also have to go and get your mental and emotional. Yes, yeah, even a further reach for those who aren't going to the gym, who aren't eating healthy. All right. They're not thinking about physical or absolutely. mental health. Absolutely. Know? So it's, you know, it's even more difficult to press upon them the idea that you need to take care of your mental health. You're not even taking care of your, the obvious aesthetics. Right. You don't even like what you see when you look in the mirror. You won't take care of that. Right. So it's hard to say, well, take care of your mental health when you definitely, you've kind of learned, you know, the subtle ways you can adjust and adapt your lifestyle to cope with your um, decline of mental health. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, I agree 100%. We and, definitely um, need to make that a priority. Please, please. I can't say it enough. It's exceptionally important. Um, challenges. So, when I update you on my challenges, um, I didn't even know. I, I think I'm going to do a challenge every month this year, by the way. Okay. Only because I've done it up until this point. And I'm like, oh. You like it, yeah. I didn't even realize I was doing it. So, you know, I'm already doing the entire year of 2019, no refined sugar, right? So doing no refined sugar for 2019, so that kicked off January. But then in January, I also joined Coach Kiwi's lifting program, mm -hmm. trained like a competitor. So that was a challenge in and of itself because five days a week for eight weeks, essentially two months, Waking up at 3.30 in the morning and getting into the gym in the dead of, dead of winter. Right. Right. So I'm like, okay, Lisa, well, you might as well keep this going because you did January and February. Right. Coach Kiwi's program. March, you did dry March, no wine. So mm -hmm. April, I'm doing 50 push-ups a day. Still mm -hmm. going to the gym and all that stuff. Um, so I kind of like, you know, just creating a new exciting thing that I'm going to stick with every month. I love challenges. Challenges. You are, have always loved challenges. I have always been a huge fan of challenges. I just, I don't know why. Maybe it's because it's not for a very, very long duration, mm -hmm. but it's long enough to change your life. It's long enough to literally change your life. No it's doubt. literally how I became plant-based. It's how I stopped eating refined sugar. It's how I stopped eating doing just doing a lot of different things just simply saying i'm not going to do it for 30 days mm -hmm. and sticking to it so it's changed so much about my life that i believe in this concept like i really when someone says i don't tell people 30 days anymore mm -hmm. i realize that's a very very long time no it's not but for people who won't even go to work out 
twice a week, same 30 days. Like, work oh, out saying 30 days four. straight? Not straight, oh. but just 30 days straight work three, let's say three days. I'll say, okay. You think that's, a, that's too much? For a lot of people, it is. Yeah, they won't. Week two, they're not doing it anymore. Week three, definitely not doing it. So anymore. that was going to be my next question then. Are we special? <laughs> because... <laughs> no, really, Jack. That's sincer- no, I'm laughing at the sincerity of your look. Your hair is all gentle, head to the side, just looking real vulnerable. Like, I re- like, are we extraordinary? Because. We will literally put our mind to something and say, this is going to happen. I'm, I'm going to absolutely do this or I'm absolutely not going to do this. And we do it. Well, what I was really thinking about um, as far as, you know, doing things is we do things or not do things based on two concepts or two reasons. E- either the consequences aren't bad enough or the reward is good enough. Most people don't feel like the consequences of them not doing something is bad enough so they don't do it. Where we think the reward is just so amazing. The award for exercising is so amazing. The award the reward for um sticking to reading labels, it's just it's amazing to us. We really think that we're reaping all these great benefits. Mm. So when you when we look at it, we don't look at it at, at the consequences. We always look at the reward mm. of it. When most people are like, well, you know, my doctor said I'm not diabetic. So the consequences of me doing, doing, I mean, not doing this is not that bad. So it's just about how you look at things as far as being different. I don't know. I don't know too many people who will read all the labels. I went out recently to um, dinner with another vegan and she said she does not drink any um, tap water, Mm -hmm. not even through a filter. I immediately went out and bought like all these jugs of spring water. It was so ridiculous. Like the instant implementation, like Tiff always does. Mm-hmm. So oh, this, 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 she instantly goes and does it because our health is so important to us. Mm. I mean, I really, 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 really think about 30, 40, 50 years from now. Absolutely. So I don't know. That's that's a good point. Yeah, you're right though. We get such a high, we get like a dopamine hit off the reward of just like being successful, being proud of ourselves, of our potential health. Because you're right, like we are not at risk for anything. I spoke yesterday and I was telling the audience like, I'll never have diabetes. I'm never, obesity, not a problem. Heart disease, not worried about it. High cholesterol, what's that, right? And I'm like, y'all, like you have no idea how far that is in my rear view mirror as far as being a risk. You know what it's I mean? Not for that, yeah. Right. So what I was telling them is like now the motivation to continue to be plant, truly plant based, and you know to pull her into my health for me is my mental health. <laughs> Don't lie. Remember we said we do it for petty, petty. Uh... Oh, the petty benefits of plants. Yeah, yeah. Oh no <laughs> doubt. Oh no, no. It's oh no. There's some petty benefits to this lifestyle. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. There's some petty benefits. Um, but when I was talking to the audience, I was telling them straight up. It's all for me. And like, I mean, I can say it a thousand times, not drinking for the month of March. And even before that, I think I stopped drinking like the last week in February, February 23rd, didn't have my first drink till like April 7th. So it was maybe more like six weeks instead of four. Um, yeah, Jay, it's like my brain had aged in reverse. I'm like firing on all cylinders. Like, mm-hmm. man, this is life. And I, and, um, I was at this dinner with these group of people and I had met I hadn't met most of them before and I was having a conversation with this one woman. She was like, Oh yeah, I went about five years with no drink. I was like, Wow. How did you go back? 
Yeah, right. Just like, you know, I wanted to pop some champagne for for my daughter for some, and I, you know, decided that the one every now and then was no big deal. She like, but when I tell you the level of clarity, mm-hmm. I said, wow. She mm-hmm. like, it was amazing. Just you so clear. And I think to have that clearness, to have that level of clarity, it's still possible with having a drink every now and then. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it, but we, I'm talking super every now and then, not mm-hmm. like, okay, every Saturday. Mm-hmm. I mean, even more spread out than that. But she was like, man, it was crazy. I was like, wow. Yeah. I noticed a difference with my emotional health. Because um, I did, you did what? April? No, you did March. Yeah. I did February in like a week into March. Yeah. Um, dry. And and it just, it really helped me emotionally because when I wake up, that heaviness from drinking the night before is not there. And it's like when you drink, for me, it trigger, triggers negative thoughts. Not that, not during that time, mm-hmm. but when I'm waking up in the morning, I have that, those, the aftermath mm-hmm. of whatever, I'm, the remnants of the alcohol still in my system. Mm-hmm. For some reason, my spirit is lower. I don't feel as healthy and happy as I do when I when I um, when I'm not drinking. Mm. So I felt more alert. I felt more ready to face the world. I felt more, um, just capable mm. and confident in the morning. Now, at nighttime, of course, when you when you're in that, you know, you're having fun and things Good like time, that, right? But when you, I don't know, for some reason. So that's interesting because part of the reason people drink or do drugs or, you know, overdose on refined sugar is to escape reality. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's almost like it comes crashing back. It can, yes. When you're sober. Yes. Versus knowing how to navigate the waters consistently Mm -hmm. sober. Yes. Right. Okay. Ooh. So I can't imagine what coming down off a high, if somebody like self-medicates with any type of drug and then you come down off that high, just like that, the feelings that you can't cope with, that you're trying to get away from, come back stronger So you drink more. So you you drink drink more. more. Yeah. Ah. I think, you know, I don't know if that's true enough for the people. Or whatever, however you drown in your emotions. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. That would make a lot of sense because I would just wake up in the morning feeling so crappy about myself and feeling so just down mm. in the morning if I did a little too much. Now it's just like, okay, be cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Relax. Like you had a glass of wine, you know, don't drink too. But before it was like, okay, we're out, we're drinking. And, and, and honestly, since then, since the dry uh, February, March, I don't even go, like I was going out to bars, like, you know, just not bars, like a lounge or anything, but just maybe like meet me at Fridays or meet me at, you know, this lounge or whatever, just a restaurant, whatever. What do you call that? A restaurant that has a bar, just a bar. Yeah. Meet me at the bar. And I haven't been doing that since. Mm. So it kind of, yeah, that's why I love challenges. That's why I love challenges because it would definitely change your behavior. Yeah. And heighten your awareness to some things. Because you wouldn't even know about that super mild depressive state that you woke up with until you got yeah, rid of alcohol. It exposed right? it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that heightened awareness. Man, I wish more people would just pour more effort into seeking that heightened level of self-awareness mm-hmm. because it is such, it is just the best feeling in the world because you're essentially getting to know yourself. You know what I mean? And you can do it over and over again. Like I can literally go back into the dry, let's say, May, and mm-hmm. discover some more things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, you know we do our annual Dry July, so you know we got to do Dry July. Oh, I forgot you made that annual. Okay. Yeah, you know we got to hit Dry July, so that's next. Dry July. Um, 
Okay, uh, real quick, I'm going to recap my weight what, even though you know it. I just want to tell the story because it's just a funny story for the audience. Um, spoke yesterday uh, at an event about kidney awareness, and mm -hmm. there were several people in the audience who had um, are on dialysis and, you know, some who had already had a kidney transplant. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the gentlemen who stood up to kind of tell his story, he's currently on dialysis, been on dialysis about a month. I mean, excuse me, a year. And um, he was just telling his story about, I mean, it's next level, Jay. It's next level. What do you mean? He gets it like three times a week. It's $4,000 each time. Each time. Who pays it? His insurance. Oh. Okay. But, I mean, that's not for, every, you know, every situation mm -hmm. is different, but I think his is covered. And because he said he um, had to travel one time because his dialysis center all over, right? And so mm -hmm. he had to go like to California or something. And he said they had he so he, they had to set up his dialysis appointment out there, and he had got back and got a sheet of paper in the mail or whatever, and he flipped it over and he said dialysis one treatment in California four K, mm -hmm. and he said he thought it was wrong, and he called and the lady was like yeah that's right mm -hmm. she said but what you care it ain't coming out of your pocket right and I'm just like <laughs> wow but it's coming out of somebody yeah wow but anyway so he talked about how expensive it was. He talked about all the things that you got to be mindful of. It was just a level of information that we wouldn't normally have. Right. Be privy to. Be privy to. And they were just talking about, of course, I knew about all the medications you got to take when you're mm -hmm. on dialysis. And if you get a kidney transplant, the gentleman I was sharing a stage with had a kidney transplant a couple years ago. Ask me how many medications he got to take per day. Oh, how many? Just take one stab. Eight. Nine in the morning, nine at night. Really? Eighteen. When I say this health thing ain't no joke, that's that's with a kidney transplant already. He's not on dialysis anymore. Because once you get on dialysis, you can't get off until you get a new kidney. Right. Let's be clear. He has a new kidney and still has to take 18 drugs per day. Why? It, all type of things. And, and then um, if you're on dialysis, you know you got to take a bunch of drugs because your kidney makes three hormones that dialysis doesn't replace. Dialysis just filters the blood, does that job of the kidney. But the other thing your kidney does is it makes hormones in your body, three of them. And your, the di dialysis machine can't do that. Mm -hmm. So now you have to take synthetic drugs. I knew that part already. But I just want to remind, like, next level... Kidney disease is reversible if you're in stage like one or two. Mm -hmm. Maybe the beginning stages of three. Mm -hmm. You get past that and don't do what you're supposed to do, you have to go on dialysis. Mm -hmm. That is so the level of impairment on your life. You know, one lady or got somebody up, else's. Or oh, many people. Uh, yeah, loved ones, kids, everything is disrupted. You have to go get a treatment that lasts hours each time and costs thousands of dollars each time. You know? And um the one lady got up and was talking about, you know, you got to know everything. She like, you got to know if the power go out, how to disconnect it from your blood, from your body, so blood won't shoot all over the place and you don't bleed out too fast. What? Seriously? Yeah, you have to get trained. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, oh my god! It was just so many stories they were telling about having to be on dialysis, and you know, it's a trillion dollar industry. So, and this episode isn't about chronic kidney disease, and 
If you are not enrolled in the Black Health Academy, quit playing. I did a masterclass about chronic kidney disease about a month back. You can go in and listen to it right now for free. So if you or somebody else you know are on dialysis, on their way to dialysis, showing signs of kidney failure, whatever, please go listen to my masterclass about chronic kidney disease because I tell you the type of diet you need to be on, what it means to be on dialysis, mm -hmm. all of those things. Anyway, but it was heavy. But anyway, my wait what is, so this gentleman got up and told his story. So afterwards, you know, people are coming up to me asking questions, purchasing the recipe book. And uh, <laughs> he came up to me and he's like, you know, do you, uh, you cook with people, you help with them, you know, prepare the food and, you know, go grocery shopping and things like that. I was like, yeah, I do that sometimes for clients, you know. Um, he's like, how much is that? You know, and so I told him how much it was. He was like, "Woo, I'd be better. I got to just make you my woman. Right. Mm -hmm. I said, well, that's going to cost you 10 times more. Right. Mm -hmm. So he's dying laughing. Right. I'm like, oh, yeah. And I hope you ain't think I was like, you much better off keeping a professional business relationship. Right. With me. That's much cheaper. And um, so we're laughing, having a good time. So then he said, are you a donor? Mm -hmm. Not Jay. <laughs> if somebody asks you if you're a donor, what are you thinking? I'm thinking to check the back of my ID card, I, maybe. Or yeah, wherever it's listed. Right. Yeah. right. I was thinking the exact same thing. I was like, you know what? Yeah, I think I, I am think, I, I am. Right. I think, because um, I don't know, do you select it when you renew your license? I can't even remember. But I was like, I know, I've thought about it so many times because I love watching those emergency doctor shows. Mm -hmm. So I always think about it every time somebody needs a transplant. I was like, I think I am, or do I just think about it a lot? And now he was like, no, 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 no. Are you a live donor? I said, wait, what? Jay, what, did you even know there was a such thing as a live donor? No, I did not. Jay, my man said, what's your blood type? I said, excuse me? <laughs> I said, I'm not sure. I, and I felt real stupid. I'm like, everybody should know their damn blood type. But yeah, it, absolutely. Yeah, but I, I don't know my blood type. You know, I ain't afraid to say it. You know, I don't know everything. So I'm like, I'm not sure. I said, are you asking me for a kidney? He said, yes. <laughs> What's the problem? Jane. I need a kidney. You got a kidney. <laughs> and I know it's healthy. And, right. Am I in the broke? I said, sir. He said, listen. He said, yeah. Oh, he's like, no, nah, nah, don't get me wrong now. I still enjoy life. He might as well be like, you know, like, we're going to start dating. And I want you to know that I still get around. I love hangout. He said, I go down to Shane Park, go to the concerts. He said, you know, I go see Frankie Beverly Autumn. He said, who your favorite artist? I said, Sam Smith. He said, when he come to town, we're going to see him. I said, how you yeah. done set a date? Oh, I'm a wine Took my kidney. kidney. Right. <laughs> and just, what just happened? But he was not joking. I did not know. That you could be a live donor. Not as in my husband or my kid or whoever needs yeah. a kidney. As in, I can literally volunteer to give an organ to a perfect stranger. I feel ignorant. Maybe everybody out there knew that already. But yeah, I, I had no idea that you could be a live donor. And I was like, whoa, next level. And he had me feeling silly for... Not knowing that? No, for instantly thinking in my head... Hell, you know, you know, like I'm like, well, people are live donors. There are just kind people out there. But I was thinking, right. like, oh, you crazy? I'm not Give giving you a kidney. kidney. But is that wrong to think? He had me thinking, like, because clearly, live donors are a thing. Um, I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> sir. If you're listening, <laughs> much love to you. You know, but 
However, no, I don't think you're wrong at all because that's something you have to feel good inside about. Not any type of resentment, not any type of regret. Or do you? I mean, there are really people out there who just like... And they'll be so happy about it. Yeah. That's the thing. If it's going to cause you anxiety, <laughs> stress, and all this, then gain my damn kidney. Like, that would be me. <laughs> that would be me. I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. Like, what have I done? It's your moral, not moral compass, but whatever compass that is. is. Yeah. Speaking of moral compass, Jack, real quick, this should have been my real way. What? What? Being solicited for a kidney? Right. That's not enough. Right. Right. Apparently, yesterday was just a wait what day. So I left that speaking engagement. I'm driving home. Girl, why I pull up to a, a red light and it was right on the corner of Grand River and Woodward. You know, that's a busy place where people cross the street hanging out downtown. Yeah. Literally watch this couple, man and a woman, crossing the street. They're smack dab in the middle of crossing the street in the intersection and the, and the woman fell. Right? She falls. I literally watch people just walk by and look down at her. Now, she was with her guy, and but they were both old, and he's trying his best. And I literally... Oh, like what? I don't know. But older, may I don't know. I wasn't the first car at the intersection. It was like I was like two cars behind, so I couldn't see him like up close and personal. But it was like, you know, probably at least sixties. Oh, not to you should help. I mean, you should help anybody. But no, no, no. He was trying to help her. No, I'm, I'm saying a perfect stranger. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. That and I was, I was yelling inside my car like somebody help. It took. It's like several people walk, just walked, and it was very clear. Like, they didn't miss it. They did not see. Like, the intersection wasn't that busy. She's laying in the middle of the street in the intersection, and people just literally walking past her, continuing a conversation with whoever they with. Finally, somebody came running up. Like, I was so shocked and appalled by the lack of care and compassion for another human being. I'm surprised nobody whipped out their phone. Like, Jack, that's how much we care these days. I was so saddened by that. Yeah, that and is sad. It, and so that's what makes me ask, like, am I wrong for not even considering giving a perfect stranger my kidney? Like, where? I know it's too... Right. right, I know it's like apples and oranges. But it made me think of that time. I told you about in China when I fell and nobody helped me up. <laughs> tell you about that. I knew you fell in China, but I didn't know. I mean, I'm I not never thought about, about. I'm not talking about when I passed out in Italy on the train. I'm when talking you about jogging. When you hit your uh, ankle. Okay, we, I tripped over the curb. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I was jogging, tripped over the curb, face planted. But you said you got up so quick that somebody, you know. No, but a couple people walked past me first. Definitely, some people just walked past me, and I was by myself, jogging, tripped over a curb, face planted on the cement. And mugs just walked past me. Yeah. That's so shocking That's the world to me. we live in. Man, I remember I saw a guy get hit by a car. He was on a motorcycle in China. And I dropped, I ran down the middle street so fast. Like, are you okay? And I guess just instinct to just ignore somebody yeah. else that seems like they're distressed. It's just amazing to I me. I think social media has a lot to do with that, too. It's really made, made us even more desensitized to mm. seeing somebody get hurt. It's like fight videos are shared. Somebody right. getting, you know, hit by train. And, yeah. And so we just become desensitized to seeing people actually being hurt. And, You're right. And, yeah. Because it, there's subliminal 
I think we get subliminal messages that it's okay to be on the sidelines and laugh and point and record right. because we watch everybody else laugh and point and record. And so it gives us this passive yeah. permission to do the same. Anyway, you got to wait what? No. Okay. So <laughs> a couple things I want to chat about really quick. <laughs> My way what should be that lady talking about all oh, God's children. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at her the same thing. Tell the story again. <laughs> okay, so I'm at work. <laughs> this was so looking good. in the mirror. So cute, right? Just looking in the mirror, and a lady walks up, and she goes, "You are beautiful," you know, because she sees me looking in the mirror, and I'm just smiling, grinning ear to ear, like, "Thank," because she's an older lady, not that much older. She's probably like. <laughs> I say 55 to 60. Okay. Not, not grandma, grandish, old, but 55 to 60. And I'm all like, thank you. That was so, in the middle of me thinking like, that is so sweet. She turns back around and says, all of God's children are. <laughs> That's still good. I was like, what? In my head, like, why would you do that? Why would you tell somebody they're beautiful and then turn around and then try to diminish the compliment? We're talking about all of God's children. I'm like, no, they're not. You said no. First of all, no, they're not. First of all, everybody that's your opinion. <laughs> Don't come over here with that. You said I'm beautiful. Don't come over here talking about all of God's children. Are. Well, why wouldn't you be? You're God's child. That was so annoying. To it still annoys me. <laughs> Classic. Classic. You, she should have said it. Started with that. Well, like, oh, you're God's child. You are beautiful. Put that mirror down. Oh, my like gosh. Maybe Man. it would have been personal and then make it a blanket statement. Yeah. 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 Way, way too much. Um, so I want to talk about a poverty mindset mm -hmm. and people quitting before they even get started, mm -hmm. um, quitting during and understanding that it you know it takes you have to have a certain level of readiness to get going you have to have a certain level of readiness to keep going and you have to build your discipline muscle um and you have to stop making excuses as to why now is not the time right so um, but i think you need to explain what a poverty mindset even is a poverty mindset is one it's one that always assumes that things are too expensive, uh, always lets the perceived affordability of something uh, stop or halt their progress into pursuing something, um, always thinks broke, always thinks as a have not. Um, for example, uh, Detroit Unity Temple, you know, you know, asked me to come in and teach my class, my signature course, Farm to Table. Um, when I do it in person, I do a six-week version of it. And I told her how much I wanted to charge per person, per week for the course. Now, it would make sense, right, that if I charge X amount online, what I charge in person needs to be more, yeah. right? That costs way more money to do the course in person than it does mm -hmm. online. And when I told her how much I wanted to charge per person, and I still discounted it for the church, mm -hmm. she said, that's way too expensive. People aren't going to pay that. On average, you know, um, 
people only pay like 20, 20, 20 something dollars for a class. Mm -hmm. So they aren't going to pay that. That's a poverty mindset. Absolutely. She a hundred percent. She didn't speak to anybody first. We didn't post it up and see if we got any hits. Right. We didn't see if anybody would, you know, see the value in it and agree like, yes, this is definitely worth it. She, like, oh no, they ain't gonna do that. And where do you think that came from? Maybe she couldn't afford that, right? And so it was projection on the entire congregation. Is it I that's too expensive for me, so that's too expensive for us? It is that or it could be just knowing the people that like for instance you know who to invite to a trip, who to not invite. Right. You know your squad. You know your you circle. You know your circle. You know who's going to be like, uh, no, I'm not going to spend, you know, this amount of money. I'm not going to even ask them because, you know, I know what they're working with. But a whole, a whole congregation. <laughs> That's their squad. How long has she been at the church? I mean, yeah. I mean, an age, no doubt. Yeah. But... Also, is it also a form of diminishing the value of what they re would receive? Because I'm sure now that we're in week four, and by the way, she's in the class. She's oh, so a, it went down. She, oh, yeah. It, yeah, it went down. It, it's going down. So I'm sure now that she's in the class, she's like, whoa, I'm kind of blowing her away with like Your oh, knowledge you, and, and the things, the value. I mean, hand out, listen, we had classes past Friday. I came in with a pop quiz. I'm they like, whoa. My, my mom like, wait, I didn't know. I'm like, that's why it's called pop. You, right. She, you weren't supposed to know. People like, oh, you, I ain't know you was going to test us on what we're supposed to be learning. Where your food logs every week? I ain't know you was going to sit down and look at them. Wait a minute. Oh, I'm supposed to really, this is a real class. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like I literally built this from the ground up. This is serious business. Mm -hmm. You don't get, so I, I think there's also for a lot of things that are offered a level of mediocrity, mm -hmm. right? And then when you surpass that level of mediocrity, now you can say, man, this was way more than what you charge, worth way more than what you charge. Who knew that this was that? So I think also she didn't know what I was bringing. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You you said a, a name for something. You know how we love things, doing things for the first time and experiencing things. What's the, what was the name that you said? Um, the person who will do it first. Yeah. Early adopters. Early adopters. Okay. Yeah. yeah so she she's in the church probably full of people who are not early adopters too. Like they need to mm -hmm. know someone who went had experience before seeing somebody you're who, right th this is like we we're not familiar with what you're even talking about that's and that's probably 80 to 90 percent of people um i because like like that lady i told you about who was thinking about doing some type of class workout class that was some type of funky new thing it wasn't your average mm -hmm. cardio kickboxing right, or right, step right. class and she's like i really want to try it but i don't know anyone who's done it I said, what does that have to do with anything? And doesn't that make it more exciting? But to other people, no. No. It makes it scary. Yeah. And yeah. That we don't do that. That's not a no, right? So, you know, I'm, you know, it's just the poverty mindset. Because, Jay, in the last, like, couple of weeks, I've had a couple people quit, you know, because it wasn't, quote, unquote, affordable. Yesterday, I, I was kind of proud of myself because usually I'm so busy. Mm -hmm. that if somebody is not showing the signs of really, really, really wanting this, then I don't push them to, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to beg you. You really need this. You told me what your situation was like, mm -hmm. don't give up. You know what I mean? Cause I'm like, listen, I got, I, I got the program. I got the knowledge. I'm going to be there on time. Every time I'm going to show up, I'll pour into you. I'll pour into your family, whatever you need. But as soon as you tell me you want to quit, 
I'm like a river energy, right? So yesterday, one of my clients texted me. It's like, Liz, can I just put, you know, I just need to put this on pause right now. I'm going through a lot. And, um, you know, I'll just, I'll just come back to it when I can, you know, whatever. Right. And to me, that's always a permanent cancellation. Oh yeah. You ain't, you ain't gonna circle back around. So Jay, at first I was like, I just start to go into business mode and just be like, all right, well, according to the terms of your contract, this is how you need to do it. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Send an email, blah, blah, blah. But I was like, you know what, Lise, just, it was something that was tugging on me because she has a pre-existing condition. I think that's mm-hmm. what it was. And she specifically came to me because she had got diagnosed with something mm-hmm. and she's literally scared to, to eat. She's literally scared of food because she thinks everything, I think for her is diabetes. So okay. she got diagnosed with diabetes and now she's so afraid because she don't know what to eat, what not to eat, what's mm-hmm. going to affect her blood sugar. And it's just like throwing her off. So I knew the how dire her situation was. Mm-hmm. So instead of just being like, okay, another quitter, uh, we did what we could, you know, <laughs> I, um, I was like, are you sure there's nothing we can do? Because I know about your, you know, your situation. I know why you came to me specifically and, um, you know, what can we do to make this work for you? You know, how can we keep going? And she's like, are you available to talk or whatever? And mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I'm about to teach a class, but um, we set up a time. So we hopped on a call yesterday and she's telling me what she's going through. And it is kind of heavy, right? It is kind of heavy. And um, I'm like, look, even still, like, this is serious though. I'm like, you told me what it was, the diabetes, you fearful. I was like, just like, I was like, you already know you learning. Just like, you know, you, after our first week, I looked at your food logs. You was putting brown sugar in your oatmeal. And you specifically said to me, that's not healthy. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not better. I was like, listen, I was like, that level of knowledge. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you don't know what eating brown sugar every morning can do to your right. blood sugar level. Right. I was like, you need, I'm sorry. You need it. She was like, I ain't quitting. She was like, you right. She was like, I can't let this throw me off my square. Exactly. She was like, and my sisters done told me. She was like, I told them about you. And they was like, however, we got to help you. She was like, my sisters was like, you were so excited when you got with her. You were so excited. So you need to keep that going. Yeah. So she, I was like, oh, and you got the support team? Yeah. She's like, you right. I'll talk to you next week. I was like, no doubt. Mm-hmm. And I hung up feeling so proud, happy for myself. And that's how I know I need a rest day. Because I'm willing to give up on people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Because I didn't know you were doing that when you say it was like a Rivadirti. I'm like, that ain't you. Oh, yeah. Did it to a girl last week. Because <laughs> you used to be so angry. Not because you lost a client, but just because, like, would you believe that they put Christmas before? Like, they are so not committed. I'm, but you yeah. like, okay. Yeah, well, I used to try and talk real. people off the ledge all the time. Now I'm like, look. I got everything you need and I can make this work, but you got to want to do it. And as soon as you tell me you don't want to do it, I'm not going to beg you to help yourself. But you know what? I was like, got a little rest. You know what I mean? I ain't got to be nowhere. Let's out on the call. And so just the power of, you know, from the entrepreneurial standpoint, a business standpoint, like restoration makes you do better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause mm-hmm. she like, I can't do it. I'm like, I'm tired. Two fingers, peace, you know? And so, but I'm like, nah, Lise, like, go back to your core principles of like, don't leave nobody behind. You know, she showed up for it. Let's see if we can talk her off the ledge. Talked her off the ledge. She's still rocking with me. So I'm really, really, you know, proud of us both. But it was a heightened awareness, like, uh, yeah, rest day, fam.
Yeah, you were just talking about that earlier. Like, I need a rest day. Absolutely. It's like the gym when you keep going day in, day out, day And then going to the gym becomes like a drag. Mm -hmm. You know, like, oh, my God. Like, no, you need to rest your body, your mind, everything. Mm -hmm. You need to rest it all. And then when you go back to the gym, you're refreshed. Yep. And you're ready to push harder. You're ready to push harder. You're ready to push harder. It ain't the same. It's not, you you know what I mean? You take a rest. You think that's going to slow you down. But no. Like, it's building more momentum and more stamina. A thousand percent. Yeah. So rest days are definitely necessary. I agree a thousand percent. Absolutely. Oh, God. There were so many things I want to talk to you about. Um, Poverty mindset. The poverty. And what's crazy about the poverty mindset, I seen someone um, say um, broke, a a lot of broke people don't want to be fixed because it gets, being broken gets them too much attention. Mm-hmm. And I could relate to that so oh my it resonated so much. Being healthy and being just the person who doesn't complain about, oh Lord, you know, it don't get you the same type of attention, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I was just telling you the other day, going forward in any type of situation, I want to be the victim because the victim is allowed to heal without people thrashing them. You get to do the woe with me. Absolutely. If you get fired from a job, if you get, you know, dumped in a relationship, if, you know, you're the person whose car got hit versus the person who hit the car. Both your cars are damaged, but the person who got hit is going to get all the, oh my God, oh my God, who did this? Like in any situation, when you're the victim, you get all of the attention, the love and, and everything. And the person can be in the same situation as you um, whether they in- unintentionally did or intentionally did it, it's like they have to heal in a different way because now they have people not giving them the support that mm-hmm. they need. Um, but we're not start off the poverty mindset with uh, girl. I'm all over Somebody the place. Needs a nap. Somebody needs a nap. Oh my uh, god, I had good intentions with. Oh, this. but that talk I'm doing on Thursday in Kalamazoo, I meant to tell you, I'm rolling that disenfranchised grief in there. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you know, I'm talking about the. the uh, let me forget I'm on a podcast. Like, okay, sis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, shut up. Shut up right now. Because I'm, I'm going to talk about shedding your trauma identity. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then I'm going to talk mm-hmm. about the disenfranchised grief. I just woke up. I'm like, okay. I that, see. That conversation you was, you was, was lit. down a little bit. It, yeah. Oh, yeah. That conversation was lit because it's just so true. Yeah, but, it is. Man, I'm still mad that I forgot the angle I was coming from. It'll come back or will it? Why sound like you don't want it to come back? Creep. <laughs> <laughs> it'll come back it gonna look highly unbothered you get on my nerves I worry about that little thought you lost I'm not that yeah. good man I'm talking about uh-huh. poverty mindset I said that we um never mind well talking about a poverty mindset too like we was talking about earlier how people don't even consider rarely do people consider carving out a space in their budget to make something affordable oh wait a minute ha ha god it came oh, back it came back it shoot. came back the poverty people like to not be fixed they don't want to Ooh. get over whatever it Ooh. is that, if you're that, sensitive log off right now oh this yeah this, this is the this, time it's about to hit different oh yeah oh oh yeah Oh, yeah. You don't want to not be anemic because you can't say you cold all the time. Oh, yeah. You don't you, want you need to get to sympathy be, from people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No you, you want your back to not hurt, but that don't, but I'm, I'm going to lay down my back or you don't get to say that no more. Yeah. 
You don't want, like some people, they want to be broken, like whether how, they know it or not. I don't know how not to identify as sick yeah. or broken, mm -hmm. you know, or yeah, or the victim. Yeah. So no doubt. being the victim, whether people know, because I think a lot of times you don't know that you like being the victim. You mm -hmm. just think like, whoa, it's me. I'm a little, you know, one of the phrases I hate, uh, Murphy's Law, Murphy's Law, shut up. <laughs> there is no law named Murphy. Things happen to people. It's not about a Murphy's Law or uh, what, what, what else do people say? What's next? Why would you say that? Mm. No, don't, don't say what's next. Right. Because you need to actively work on it not going in a direction you don't want it to go. Yeah. When you think like that, you do very little to offset whatever the next problem can be because you feel so much like a victim. Mm -hmm. And it's just like that victim mindset really irritates. And I've been accused multiple times, and I'm probably going to be accused this time too, of just not having a lot of empathy and compassion. And it's like, I do, <laughs> I do suffer from um, not being able to empathize a lot with people who aren't um, actively solutionary mm -hmm. you get to talk about your problem mm -hmm. but 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 actively work on fixing it and i and i want to be clear and draw the distinction there that you we specifically as black people specifically as black women are allowed to talk about your problem yes you are allowed to um be sad and broken mm -hmm. you are allowed to grieve you are allowed to not know what to do next. You're, you're allowed not to have the next answer because we're, we're the problem solvers, right? We're the ones who patch the holes. You know what I mean? And you're allowed not to know how to do that. And I'm so sick of us pushing that rhetoric of figure it out, pushing that rhetoric of get over it, mm -hmm. pushing that rhetoric of you still on that? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, take those lines and phrases and ideologies out of your vocabulary in your mind. But where do you draw the line with that? Because I've seen whining way too long. I'm sorry. You uh, you have a, a, a very high tolerance. We've already said this, Jay. It's the person, you know the person that it's coming from. If I come in here and, and complain to you. I tell you I'm tired all the time. I'm working, blah, blah, blah. You ain't like, girl, well, you the one who set this up. Why? Why don't you do that to me? Why don't you tell, why don't you shut me down when I start complaining about clients who won't do right or tired and overworked? I don't know. Exactly. Because you already know, that's probably, you know subconsciously that Lee's having a moment, we about to work through it. But she on the grind and she knows she solutionary. You mm -hmm. already know I'm solutionary. Mm -hmm. You already know I don't wear the victim, blah, 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 right. extensively. You know, so it's not about you having to draw the line. It's the onus is on the person. It's not your job. But that's the thing. Like you said, I know that subconsciously. I didn't know. I don't know why I never stop you because you do all this. <laughs> like, <laughs> like now that you mention it. Right. Shut up. But, but, but that makes it even worse. That makes it even worse that I'm always drawing the distinction of what's allowed of complaint. Because in my mind, I know how hard you work. So you get to complain. Mm. You get, oh, I see how what, so you get to be tired. And I know tomorrow you're going to go out there and grind it out again. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and I also know 
that there's very few people that you're probably telling that you're tired too. Mm -hmm. Like you wear this big, this big uh, cape for everybody else. Mm -hmm. You're not walking around talking about, oh, I'm tired to probably, probably hardly anyone. Mm -hmm. So I'm just allowing myself to be that, you know, that voice, that shoulder or whatever. But come on now. You know there's people. Oh, oh. Anybody they run and you can say, how you doing today? Absolutely. And they can really tell you. Right. Yeah. Uh, shoot. I just, no. Right. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. No, Maybe I, it's just. um. Those people exist. Based on per, per, per person. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally outnumbered. No doubt about it. You are you already know somebody who's going to start pushing everything else on the world and something else, something they can't control. When it's like we have way more control than we want to take credit for, but like you said, long as as it long as it's somebody else's fault or another entity's fault, it takes the responsibility off of us for fixing it. Yeah, you know. Mm -hmm. So if we can say you did this to me, or it did this to me, or this system did this to me, then it's not my responsibility to correct it. And even when it's like something that's so obviously to me something that you have control over is still like just for instance with food um when you say eat better uh healthy food too expensive why because you didn't price it so you get to say healthy food is too expensive right so it's still not taking accountability for your power that you could be um people love regurgitating misconceptions and misunderstandings isn't that ridiculous like it's not expensive oh my god or or it's just too much work i just told you oh girl Right in the audience yesterday, <laughs> I said, "Sweet tooth, boom! I have a wonderful banana nut bread in my recipe book, the plant-based foodie lady. What flour you use? Me, oat flour. Oat flour? Yeah, I just <laughs> literally took oatmeal, put it in a blender, hit play, <laughs> whatever, go, and blended it down to flour. That's it. That's oat flour." And she verbally laughed. <laughs> What's the word? Guffawed. Whatever. Whatever that word is out loud like almost so and she's real That's short so she almost like doubled over like That's so rude and i was like what's funny and she's like that's too much work i said i don't think you understand all i did was take raw oatmeal like oats just i didn't i bought them oats and put it in the blender and blended it down till it was flour it literally takes two seconds in the blender they're already small they're almost granulated anyway she's like nah too much work and I'm like, what did I say wrong? That's so rude. It was so I mean, just rude. picturing the scene when you're trying to convince and you're basically trying to save people. And here you are. Laughing. <laughs> I'm talking about, she thought, I, I you thought I would have cracked a joke. You know I love cracking some jokes when I'm speaking. Yeah. But she was like, girl, please, who's doing that? And you are doing the most. Yeah, yeah. She she said, you know, it was team too much. So it you know, it's just amazing to me. You're absolutely right. We when we have to take responsibility for something, unfortunately it also positions us to correct it, solve the problem. It also gives us the responsibility to fix it and that is not where most people want to live mm -hmm. in a solution oriented mm -hmm. place. So, you know, just do better. Just do better. Um, I think it felt like it was one more thing I wanted to tell you. But I can't remember what it was. Oh, you remember. How'd you do me earlier? It'll come back to <laughs> It'll you. It'll come back to you. <laughs> It'll come back yeah, to you. Uh, yeah, because dry July can't come fast enough. Shoot. But um, listen, man, it's been, we had some exciting times. Got got my assistant replaced, so I'm back, back. 
Got my assistant replaced, and this new girl is phenomenal so far. She's a She's really into health and wellness. It's, it's nothing like having somebody work for you who actually shares the core values yeah. of the company. Oh, my goodness. She's like, she's like, oh, I've already been making a transition to plant-based with my family. And we talk about grocery shopping. I'm like, yo, mm-hmm. if you need anything, hit me up directly. Like, I got you. So I'm really, really happy about that. Um, doing a lot of dope speaking engagements. I got to tell you about some stuff offline. And um, I'm excited. I think after this airs, maybe, yeah, yeah, I would have already done. Well, the Be Well Fabulous Black Woman Tour is a three-city tour. So I would have already done Kalamazoo when this airs, but I'm still doing Detroit and Grand Rapids. So I'm excited because, again, I'm doing two talks and neither one of them are about nutrition. So I'm excited to talk about shedding our trauma identities and um, living in fear and intimidation of goals you set for yourself. So I'm really excited to talk about something different and really talk about, um, my, my keynote lunch speak is called, um, healing the heart of the black woman. And we know that can go deep. Yeah. Deep, deep. That's the, yeah, that's soul diving right there. Yeah. So that's deep. Um, Jay, when I spoke today, this woman asked me in the audience afterwards, she's like, you have like, not the recipe book, but she like, is this written somewhere? Do you have anything? She's like, I need, I just, I need, you know, my husband got heart disease and I need to get this to him. I need to get this information to him. So I think I'm about to hit the, hit the dungeon. What's the dungeon? I mean, I'm just about to go ahead and start writing. I think I'm about to start working on the masterpiece. Your therapist just told you to take something <laughs> off the table and you add more stuff. I'm telling you. You going to, oh, that's cold. I thought, <laughs> oh, I thought, oh, Cold. I'm I thought it was going between telling. me, you, well, and the podcast. Nah, <laughs> no, I'm telling. I mean, I'm just going to write a few lines a month. I, I, I fully anticipate that it's going to take me. I want it to take me more than a year to compile. I'm almost thinking about all my lectures that I record. Just have somebody transpose them and see how we can make it. I'm about sick of you. I, I really, you know, people ask me all the time. I know the rest you of always. Not oh, okay. Now we'll talk offline. Why are you so angry? Because everything, I just got irritated with something you just said five minutes ago. Anything, the, she, her family turning plant based. Let me know anything you need. Like, stop and offering do it all now the all the time. I do that all the time. And I know. And then they, they come back and be now you got more stuff on your plate. I'm sorry. I know I sound really bad right now, but y'all don't understand. Man. <laughs> I be so, I mean, I be telling people, listen, am I speaking again? <laughs> I hand out my, I told this guy today. He came up to me afterwards. He bought the recipe book. He, like, older gentleman, like, older white gentleman. He, like, look, I got heart disease. He Call like, me. We'll talk. I say, next you, thing I know, you're going to be at a coffee shop or lunch or something. <laughs> trying to say somebody like, I'm Jay, I was like, you know Dr. Joel Kahn? He's a plant-based cardiologist. You know what? I'm the head of the plant-based. Here, take my car. I wrote down the doctor number. I wrote down Green Space Cafe. I told him PB&SG. He sits on our board. Why don't you just come to me? Just call me. Like, it was just everybody. Everybody is like, take my number, call me. I clearly have about eight more hours in my day than the average person. Don't worry about it. I was blessed. <laughs> I'm working <laughs> I'm working with a solid 32 hours. The rest of y'all on 24. Don't worry about it. I reserve them eight for you for y'all. And that's I, why you your soul always looking musty. That that's a new thing. Wait, Tom. <laughs> musty soul. What? Musty energy and musty spirits. When you come over here, you're too tired. 
I have never heard of such a thing. Did you just call my soul stinky? Yes. <laughs> Worn out. <laughs> By the end of the day. That's the next level of disrespect. Anyway, so I really am. Listen, my therapist told me my assignment was in the next 30 days, I had to give up something professionally. Now, what listen. I didn't add anything. What did I add? Selling somebody call me if you need help with something. It's not adding something to your paper. How is it not when you got... That's just some people say. Like, hey, how you doing? I Every time... Do you realize every time I see you, which is a lot... I really feel like yelling don't help. Oh, I'm sorry. No, all right, let's do the... Let's do the... Um... Okay. I don't understand. It's just a thing. Oh, it's musty energy. That's what it is. Yeah, that's what you said. Oh, I said it. Disrespectful. Yes. Listen, um, and I got, I got to tell you, I got a meeting Ooh, on Tuesday. I'm so excited. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think I need help. Is there, is there a thing like Workaholic start. Anonymous, WA? Listen, let's do the, because I'm, I'm about to get you. <laughs> like, I'm about to get I'm yelled like at, y'all. No, I'm with somebody to... around and they just be showing up. Well, we, right. Like, as soon as we get I'm in private, school. I'm tapping that tail. <laughs> I am tapping that whole tail. Wait till we get from in front of these people. Right. Wait, you just wait. Jack. And you're you... going to be super mad at me when I tell you I'm what I'm already tell angry you. because... Already today, you didn't tell me about somebody else talking about they want to reoccur in something, and then okay, all right, all right. I feel like it's a room enough for everybody. I just need one, a couple of hours. But it's room for everybody else. But you have to make room for you. Well, listen, I told you that I want to create a program where I train. Um, you know, people may ask me all the time, like, do you certify people in nutrition and health? So if I do that, then I can have a team of people who work for me and with me, or at least colleagues who I know are properly trained on what I teach, and I can call on them to do some of the things. So you sometimes you got to put got stuff on your plate to a, take it off your plate. You just got to ask for a kidney. People <laughs> are going to ask you for things, and they're never going to stop. You all could you always say that, but they ask me. Next, they're going to be asking for your natural hair. Like, girl, I've been trying to grow my own. You just got asked for a kidney. <laughs> I'm gonna need you. You gotta uh, way you grow locks of love or something. Locks of love, right? The only natural, natural plant based. Yeah. And next thing I know, you're gonna be like, y'all got a meeting. <laughs> like I just wanna <laughs> listen. Okay, I promise. I'm not gonna turn this into nothing. But <laughs> you must be super irritated. A colleague of mine called me yesterday, and she's doing something with entrepreneurs. Oh, the SCORE program, which is part of the Small Business Administration. So she, like, helped coach entre new entrepreneurs who start their business. So she called me yesterday. Brandy called me yesterday. She's like, Lise. I'm like, what's up? She's like, yeah, you know, I'm in the SCORE program. I'm helping these people. She's like, um, I'm sitting with this guy right now. He want to do um, a rest he hot dogs. He want to do a plant-based hot dog. So he want to consult with you and talk to you about, you know, how that should look and what that should look like. Can I give him your number? I'm like, for sure. <laughs> so, so far. So this dog. is how my, my time gets tugged on. Hot dog. Kind of, I'm doing kidney. a I got to give somebody a kidney. Somebody just, this little speaker engagement, you're now doing um, teaching. You're about to certify people. I mean. Running two companies. Then you know I got the big thing coming up in the fall. Yeah, I'm just adding the new stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, the new, like, this oh, last I two mean, weeks. Yeah, you know. And, and I hate that. I know I sound so bad to people because I know they're like, she a hater. She don't want her friend. No, y'all don't understand. Y'all just really don't. 
I need a personal, personal assistant. Like a personal, like you don't need a, a stunt double in a minute. That's why I'm certified people. And you like I I got the answers, baby. <laughs> Listen, I just gotta burn out for a few more months to get <laughs> restored. No, stop being on the podcast, making people thinking I'm burnt out and I'm not pouring into them like I can. That's that's what they got from that. Listen. That was a takeaway. <laughs> Right, you're ruining my rep out here. Look, I uh, I randomly just get thoughts in my head about upcoming speaking engagements. And I was at a meeting today. And I'm like, ooh. I wrote down, I'm like, ooh, this speech that I'm about to do in November, I'm going to start it off with, you know, I'm Lisa Smith. Full-time, I run two health and wellness companies. And part-time, I take naps. No? Okay. I'm going to go back to the drawing board. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. <laughs> I actually wrote it down. No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. I mean, see, this is why you need somebody in your life. That's all that is. They have laughed. I don't know, you know. <laughs> ah, let's hit it on the, on the uh, pledge. Listen, guys, if you haven't already, yo, we, um, the Black Health Academy is coming to Chicago. Me and my assistant right now are working on securing a spot to do the first Saturday nutrition class. Get planted and introduction to a whole foods plant-based lifestyle. We're um, in talks with a couple places to see where we can have it. So um, I know for certain this is an air before that happens. So if you're in the Chicago area and you want the Black Health Academy in the building so we can talk this talk, nutrition, all of that good stuff, please let us know. Reach out admin at blackhealthacademy.com. Hit us on you know Facebook or IG. Drop our page. Send us a message and uh, give us the plug on where we can show up to teach a free community nutrition class. I really want to take the Black Health Academy on tour, but we got to check with Jay. <laughs> <clears throat> Your voice get lower and lower when you know you're saying some nonsense. Like, oh, that's, that's what I already knew about that. This so okay. was good. Okay, 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 cool. All right. As always, we're going to end with the pledge. I, I the, the Black, Black Health Academy, Academy pledge to honor, honor my mind and body with nourishment, movement, and intentional mindfulness. My health and that of my kin are among my highest priorities. I will control that which is within my control. I am the sole driver of what lays the foundation of my body, mind, soul, and spirit. I am determining that giving up is not an option. My destiny is my doing. My life depends on it. Until next time, guys. Take Be well. care.